Hello and welcome to Back to Basics Birthing. My name is Vicki Hobbs and I'm here to guide you, support you and provide you with information so you're feeling excited and confident about your birth. Birth is an incredible event, no matter how it happens. So I'm here to help you take the fear out of birth through education, planning and preparation. So today we're looking at medical pain relief options for labouring women. One of the main concerns that women have about their labour and birth will be whether or not they'll be able to cope with the intensity of pain. Here are some medical pain relief options for labouring women to give you a starting point of what is available, but also what you need to do more research on so you understand all the risks and benefits. If women have fear about pain, this is creating tension in the muscles and restricting oxygen flow that will create or intensify that level of pain that they experience. Obviously, my first suggestion would be to do a Hypnobirthing Australia class or the Hypnobubs online course or even my Back to Basics Birthing either face-to-face or online as well. And this will help to give you the tools and techniques that you need for releasing fear, creating confidence and having um, a knowledgeable and supportive partner there with you as well who, who is you know, going to have all those tools and techniques up their sleeve to help you to avoid going down that medical route. Obviously, women need to decide what is going to be best for them in terms of medical pain relief and intervention options. When you do my classes or any of the Hypnobirthing Australia classes, our role is to provide you with enough information so that you no longer fear labour and birth. So the need for medical intervention is reduced or even eliminated. However, like anything, when it comes to you and your body, you have a choice. And one of my, you know, my big phrases is there's a very big difference between managing your labor, managing the intensity of your surges and suffering. So you do have a choice, but just do your research on those choices. Now, there are two main groups for pain relief. The first being medical to reduce or eliminate pain and the second is more natural non-medical options. So my catchphrase has always been that with choice comes responsibility and consequences and that can be either positive or negative. Now here is something for you to contemplate and just have in the back of your mind. During your entire pregnancy, did you stop drinking alcohol? Did you stop eating certain foods like soft cheeses and deli deli meats which you thought may have caused harm to your baby if you were a smoker did you stop smoking did you stop doing anything that you thought might harm your baby in any way shape or form if you answered yes to these questions then you need to do your research you need to find out what the effects are of the drugs that you can use in labor what sort of effects they're going to have on you the effects on your baby and also on your postpartum period as well. Now here's a few of the pain relief options that I've put together that are offered to women during labour and in my next blog we're going to look at some of the natural pain relief options available to you as well. So let's look at paracetamol. There are no studies around the use of paracetamol during labour, during early labour. 
these seems to, there seem to be some suggestions that women who are taking paracetamol during early labour are having longer labours. There seems to have been a shift in the latent phase of labour since the 1980s and 1990s where they're becoming longer and more dif difficult sometimes. This seems to coincide with the introduction of paracetamol. What we do know from the drug studies is that paracetamol is known to be an inhibitor of prostaglandin synthesis. Women need to be producing prostaglandins to create the ripening of the cervix and the initiation of smooth muscle uterine activity in early labour. So the undercover midwife has a really good website and she gives a lot of information um, about the use of paracetamol during labour. Also Mary Cronk, who um, is now deceased, she talked a lot about um, using paracetamol during labour and she noticed quite significant changes um, during her you know many years as a, as a midwife in the UK and how early labour was starting to change and becoming a lot longer and more difficult. So an interesting, um, an in, in, interesting thought to consider. The TENS machine. Personally, I love the TENS machine. I always provide a TENS machine for my doula clients and most of them use that and get really good benefits from that. Now, it looks like a medical device, but it's actually a natural drug-free option for pain relief. But I've actually put it into the medical option because a lot of people think that it's a medical device. Now, the TENS stands for Transcutaneous Electrical Nerve Stimulation. A maternity TENS machine consists of a battery-powered handheld controller connected by fine leads to four flat pads. The pads are covered in a firm gel that helps them to stick to your back. The machine sends small, safe pulses of electrical current via the leads to the pads on your skin. The pulses pass through your skin and into the muscles and tissues in your back. This gives you a gentle tingling or buzzing, buzzing sensation, which may be stronger or weaker depending on the, the level of the setting that you've chosen. Now, so many times I see women saying on social media that they use the TENS machine, but it just didn't work for them. But when I question them, I find they didn't put the TENS machine on early enough. The problem is that women put them on too late. They wait until they start getting really intense contractions or surges and then put the pads on and this is just too late. The idea of the TENS machine is to start releasing endorphins into the body so that by the time you do start to get those really intense surges, you've already built up and established the endorphins in your body. Now, only limited research is available on the effectiveness of the, of the TENS machine. And we don't really know exactly how the TENS works to help you cope in labour. However, it's probably due to a combination of factors such as, such as the electrical pulses prevent pain, pain signals from reaching your brain. The pulses stimulate your body to release more endorphins. It helps you to feel in control of your labour and be less anxious. And it offers a distraction from your contractions. Now here is what the Cochrane Review says. There is only limited evidence that TENS reduces pain in labor and it does not seem to have any impact, either positive or negative, on any other outcomes for mothers or babies. The use of TENS at home in early labor has not been evaluated. 
TENS is widely available in hospital settings and women should have the choice of using it in labour. And, you know, there, there is um, some information about the TENS machine and I do have a blog on my website about medical pain options. So there's links there where you can actually go through and find out more about the TENS. The TENS machine that I love and I recommend and I use with my clients is the L TENS Australia OB TENS. Um, it's a really basic model and it's really simple to use. Um, alternatively, what I always suggest to my clients, if they're, you know, my hypnobirthing clients or my back to basics birthing clients, if they're looking for a TENS machine and they don't want to spend, so the L10s Australia is around that $120, $130 mark, um, they can ask in their Facebook groups, their pregnancy Facebook groups, because so many women get them and either don't use them or have only used them once and have no more use for them. So I recommend you ask in the groups. Uh, you may be able to pick up a really good bargain um, for women who are selling them. Sometimes they're brand new. They haven't even been opened. Uh, so that's a really good option. So just ask in some of the groups. Gas and air. So nitrous oxide, also referred to as the gas, is a combination of oxygen and gas. Women will use a mouthpiece with a tube connected to the gas bottle to breathe in the gas to the lungs. It then enters the bloodstream and to the brain within 15 seconds and can provide pain, pain relief for a short period of time. Once you stop breathing the nitrous oxide and breathe air, this causes the gas to wear off. Nitrous oxide, nitrous oxide does pass the placenta to the baby, however does not have a have an effect on the baby like you would with opiates um, and again it's very quickly metabolized in the baby's body the gas may be beneficial to some women and then totally useless for others so again just try it out so some of the advantages of using gas and air it is self-regulating so you decide how much you want to use it it's self-administered so you decide when you want to use it it has no effect on your baby. If you dislike it, you can stop at any time. If you stop, the effects wear off within a few minutes. A woman may feel as though she's very heavy and floating, so quite relaxed and, you know, that heaviness that you feel with that deep relaxation. Can be used in the shower, the bath or while you're walking around. It can be used during any stage of labour and works within 15 seconds of inhalation. Now the downside or the disadvantages of perhaps using the TENS machine, I'm sorry, the, the gas and air, it's not considered an effective pain relief over a long period of time. It's only used when contractions are occurring. Some women may feel disorientated. Sometimes it can cause women to have um, nausea or they start to vomit. Some women have difficulty in concentrating and also you tense your jaw. So as you're sucking in that air, you usually have to, you know, women are biting down on that mouthpiece and that creates tension in the jaw, which then, you know, transfers, transfers down the rest of the body all the way through to the pelvis. Um, so just, you know, try it out. If you feel that you need something, um, you know, you've, you're using the TENS machine, but you just need something to take off the edge, ask for the gas and air. 
sterile water injections. So sterile water injection, injections were first mentioned back in 1885 when Dr. William Holstead wrote, the skin can be completely anaesthetized to any extent by, by cutaneous injections of water. Injections of sterile water into four spots just under the skin over the sacrum have now started to be offered as pain relief to back pain in some hospitals around Australia. There is not a great deal of research or evidence on this method of pain relief and there's been, a varied, uh, there's been varied feedback from women who have used this form of pain relief. Sterile water injections provide effective pain relief as opposed to pain relief from contractions and can last anywhere from 45 minutes up to two hours and then can be repeated. The injections are usually administered by two midwives during a contraction. There have not been any recorded side effects to having sterile water injections other than a burning, stinging sensation upon the injection at the site lasting for a few seconds. As the pain in the back subsides and the muscles relax, this may assist in progressing labour and help a woman to cope better through her contractions. So the advantages, it usually has an immediate effect, does not affect the mind like drugs would, does not limit mobil mobility, does not affect labour progress. There are no known side effects to mother or baby. It can be administered by midwives at any time and can be repeated as necessary. The disadvantages can be quite painful for several seconds during the injection process and no other disadvantages have been recorded at this stage. Now what about morphine? What about pethidine? So now we're getting into the stronger drugs. So morphine is a natural drug that is derived from the opium poppy. Pethidine is a narcotic drug, so an opioid that is synthetically made like heroin. They both work to mimic your body's own endorphins. However, you know, and not necessarily for labor, um, but they are highly addictive. Uh, but with the limited use that you have during labor, then it's unlikely that you're going to become addicted to, you know, these drugs. They're both administered into the thigh or buttock via injection by your midwife and does not need to be monitored by an anesthetist. It usually takes around 10 to 20 minutes to take effect and can last up to three hours. So the advantages, it's a much stronger pain relief than the gas, can help women sleep between contractions, allows very tense or anxious women to relax, and the effects can last up to three hours, so may give longer relief. Now the disadvantages. It may give excessive sedation with only around 20% reduction in pain. Can take up to three hours to wear off if it's not suitable for that woman. Prevents the release of endorphins and beta endorphins. So this is important to know. Can give women an altered state of perception so they start hallucinating. Slows down breathing. Women experience nausea and vomiting. Some women may feel completely out of control and then they become anxious. Can stall labour as it inhibits the release of oxytocin. Without oxytocin, you cannot give birth unless you have a caesarean. May cause some women extreme itchiness. Uh, 
causes low blood pressure and respiratory de depression. It does cross over to the placenta and affects baby's respiration at birth. Therefore, they're more likely to need oxygen and monitoring after birth. Um, Narcan needs to be administered via injection or IV to the baby to reverse the effects of the narcotic. However, this only lasts a short time and baby may um, also experience breathing problems later so you usually need to be closely monitored and this is why whenever you start down that medical route this is where you will be it will be suggested and you know even um, demanded that you have constant fetal monitoring so that's another thing to consider as well and in some cases babies may need to go to the NICU um, a lot of babies, when you've had morphine or pethidine, uh, if they're born not long after, they come out quite floppy and unresponsive. So that can be a bit scary to see uh, for mums as well. So just be aware of that. But obviously the, the medical team, the paediatrician will be there to, to check over baby. Babies are more likely to have jaundice. The sucking reflex of baby is affected by pethidine. So breastfeeding may take time to establish as well. And it also inhibits the release of prolactin, the bonding and milk production hormone as well. So again, you need to do what feels right for you, but do more research on morphine and pethidine. Epidurals. So an epidural catheter is where a needle is fixed to a thin catheter tube and inserted into the spinal cord between the vertebrae that goes into the epidural space. This can be done at any time during active labour up until full dilation of the cervix. The catheter tube is then left in and connected to a pump where you receive an infusion of numbing medication for as long as labour lasts. And you control the administration of the drug with a handheld pump. This is regional analgesia. So it works on the pelvic area to provide pain relief as opposed to anesthesia, which blocks sensations completely. The dosage is set by the anaesthetist and you will have to wait for the pump to let you know when you, could, you can administer the next dose. Depending on the dosage, you may still be able to feel sensations, but the intensity of pain has been dramatically reduced. So this can be a really good option for women so that they are still able, you know, still able to be active. So we do recommend that you ask for a low dose epidural so that you can still feel those sensations of your surges or your contractions. Use a peanut ball and ask your midwife to help you change positions on the bed or even down on the floor or to get up kneeling and leaning over the top of the bed so you're still using gravity to bring your baby down. And don't let anyone tell you that this can't be done because you know there's plenty of hospitals now that are, that are doing this and women are still having more active labours and births with epidural. A spinal, block is epidural, a spinal block epidural is where a woman needs to have a caesarean or pain relief needs to take effect very quickly and makes you numb so you don't feel anything for up to two hours or sometimes longer. Narcotics or anaesthetic, usually um, bupivacaine or lidocaine is injected once with a needle directly into the spinal fluid. So again, in my blog on my website, you can actually find some research links around that to give you more information. If you have an epidural, it is hospital policy for you and your baby to have constant fetal monitoring. 
to ensure that you're both safe once the drugs take effect. So I have mentioned that already. Some hospitals don't allow women to get off the bed at all when an epidural is in because of litigation reasons. So like falling over, injuring yourself. So these are things that you need to discuss with your care provider and also discuss with your midwife when you get into the birth suite. But obviously, if you've done something like Hypnobirthing Australia classes or back to basics birthing classes, you're already going to be quite knowledgeable and you're already going to have tools and techniques. Your partner is going to have... Um, you know, the knowledge, the confidence and, and all of that information to be that great support person to, you know, help you manage your labour and birth. Now, the advantages of having uh, epidural takes effect within 30 minutes and can last for several hours. Does not make a woman drowsy. Usually doesn't make a woman feel nauseous. Allows a woman to sleep and rest if labour has been long. Usually gives total pain relief. Lowers blood pressure, which could be used, really useful for women who um, have hypertension. Now the disadvantages, it has to be performed by an anaesthetist. So, so you may need to wait until one arrives if one is not on site you know, constantly. It's not available for home birth, water birth or the birthing centre. Having an epidural before active phase of labour labor more than doubles the probability of having a caesarean. If given in the active phase of labour, an epidural does not increase the rates of caesarean. So this is really important to know. An epidural may only work on one side or one part of the body. You may experience nerve damage. It can create excessive itching all over your body. Uh, loss of bladder sensations to a woman, um, so she has to have a catheter. Women lose the urge to push, therefore you're more likely to need interventions to assist in birth, such as forceps, vacuum or episiotomy. If an epidural is given too early in labour, this can affect the baby's positioning, the rate of descent and the pressure on the cervix, um, which then inhibits dilation. Labour can stall or stop, resulting in a caesarean, so failure to progress. An intravenous drip is needed as blood pressure can suddenly drop and the extra fluid helps to maintain internal pressure. A woman is sometimes uh, confined to the bed as she's, you know, if she's numb from the waist down or doesn't feel she has any control to move around. Baby will need constant monitoring, um, which is strapped to the woman's body, so that can be uncomfortable or annoying. Some women may experience severe headaches lasting days or even weeks if the dura, so the spinal membrane, is punctured. Some women can have extent, um, extended numbing over the lower extremities, so the legs and toes and, and feet. That can last for days or even weeks after the birth of their baby. Baby may need oxygen when born and generally um, usually if you've opted for for drugs then there'll be a pediatrician waiting there to to check over your baby if you're able to like if there's no concern with baby then suggest you know ask for baby to still have skin to skin contact and the pediatrician come over to you so you're holding baby, you're helping to regulate baby's temperature um, and then the paediatrician can, you know, do all their checks while baby is, you know, getting that skin to skin and feeling safe and, and supported and snug with their mum. Babies can also be slow to breastfeed. 
uh, or find difficulty in establishing breastfeeding. And women who have bleeding or neurological disorders may not be able to have um, an epidural either. So Sarah Buckley, Buckley has some really good information on using epidurals. And again, on the blog on my website, there's quite a few links there as well to, to know more about epidurals. So with all of these options, always use your brain to ask all the right questions, to get all the answers you need to make an informed choice. So you would ask your care provider about the benefits. What is this going to be? Why is this going to be a positive choice for me? What are the risks involved with choosing this option? What are the alternatives? Can I do something different that is more natural? What are my instincts saying? How do you feel about this option? What is your gut telling you? And nothing. What if you just wait a little bit longer? What if you just delay things for an hour? What if your partner can distract you? You know, do some more massage, do some acupressure points, do some rebozo or some spinning babies or optimal maternal positioning um, protocols. So just ask yourself these questions because you're... Um, your answers so what I'm suggesting is ask your care providers those questions but also ask yourself the questions because your answers may be different subconsciously so ask yourself and see what comes up and if you're not sure or you've got doubts then just wait and see check out some of the natural pain relief options that you can use to try and avoid the drugs remember though like I said there's a difference between managing pain and suffering so if you feel that your birth will be far better for you by using some form of medication, then you can make that decision based on your needs, but not what someone else wants you to do. If you wish to use natural forms of pain, um, pain options, put this in your birth plan to ensure that your care providers are not constantly asking you if you need drugs. Tell them that you will ask for it if you need it. Start off with all the natural methods first and then if you feel that you need something more you can systematically work your way through the list of options that are available to you. So this is just a brief outline of pain medication or pain uh, relief options and I do encourage you to do more research on these options so you understand all the benefits and risks. And like I said, you know, I think your best option is to uh, attend an independent uh, childbirth education class particularly you know hypnobirthing Australia I know because I teach this we give you so many tools and techniques to help you manage your pain levels um, you know also look at getting a doula you know we know and I'm going to talk more about doulas in another um, another podcast but having a doula there is going to be a great option for you in terms of limiting the amount of drugs that you uh, that you need or you know start thinking about because that doula is there to help you manage and cope through your labour. So I hope you've enjoyed this um, this podcast, and my next one is going to be about natural pain options. Thank you for listening to Back to Basics Birthing. If you would like to get more information about my childbirth education classes, Hypnobirthing Australia classes, fear release sessions, online course, 
VBAC education, pregnancy massage or any of my other services, please visit my website at backtobasicsbirthing.com.au.